0: from movie set to multiplex it's the business of film with james cameron wilson have you ever heard of the 39 steps no what's that a pub
1: gentlemen you can't fight in here this is the war room these counts you laughing i'm shocked shocked to find that gambling is going on in here you're winning sir oh thank you very much This is indeed The Business of Film. I'm Simon Rose in conversation with James Cameron Wilson as we dissect the box office chart in cinemas in the UK and then get some reviews of some of those films and others. Uh, James, I think I heard today that cinemas are now allowed to be uh,
0: open to full-capacity audiences. Not every venue. I think it's rather like supermarkets. It's up to the actual venue itself to, to determine. But I think, yes, they now, if they so wish, certainly the big venues like The View and The Odeon, Mm etc., the cine world.
1: And are cinemas currently showing anything from which audiences are being turned away because of um, lack of seats? There's nothing that big, is there?
0: Not at the moment, not until the 30th of next month, and you know of which I talk. Is that not finally the bond? Is it? No time no. to die. Mm.
1: Yes, well, be- they're
0: delayed again. But
1: I don't know. It's just been so long. I mean, if real James Bond took that long to arrive, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, the world would be dominated by evil masterminds.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, but we, I mean, we had three big films opening this week, which mm. knocked the box office up by sixty-six point nine percent. Increase on the previous weekend, which is really good news. Because How many? last weekend, six, well, 67%. Mm,
1: fantastic.
0: And last weekend was an increase on the previous weekend. So think I mean, this really is a big jump up, which is really good news. It was an 8.9% rise the previous weekend. So yeah, it's it's looking healthy. Although I am seeing other people in the cinema when I go to my public cinema, my local, but not many, which is a shame. It's just like being back in the cinema two years ago. And mm-hmm. it is the summer when the big blockbusters are apparently being rolled out.
1: Yes. Yes. Though, so, as you say, of course, if we compare with a year ago, we have fantastic box office figures. I mean, that was be plus 2000% or something. Well, I imagine. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, it's an unfair comparison, um, clearly. Uh, so what is drawing in the Panthers? I could look punters? that up
0: if you Oh got no no the... it's
1: fine. No we did it last week and I think it was something like plus
0: 1000. It's 1877.5% 1, <laughs> up from the same weekend last year.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Yes. A
0: little bit of optimism in the show there. Fantastic. Um so on um, what is drawing in the punters? Well we've got a new number 1 which is called the Suicide Squad which made 3.25 million quid. That's a £5,000.51 location average, Mm. which is healthy.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, And number two, we've got another big opener, which was Jungle Cruise with 2.24 million quid. Number three, Space Jam A New Legacy was down only 8%. It was number two last week with another £1.3 million in the bank. And yet you said that was absolutely terrible. Who's
1: still going to see it, I wonder?
0: It's the school holidays. There's a lot oh. of cartoons in it. Yes, I suppose so. Um, I'm really sad it's doing so well, because I think it's absolutely dire. But there's not oh. a lot to choose from. If you look at the children's films in the chart, which also includes The Croods, A New Age, and Peter Rabbit too. These are not great children's movies, but mm. I th- I think I I know children who are just swarming back to the cinema. Any chance to to be with their friends mm. uh, in front of a big screen? But let's yeah. hope something really good comes along soon. Okay. Like Luke, I mean the best children's film I've seen for ages is Luca, but you can only see that on Disney Plus. Yeah, I remember you saying yes, very A wonderful Pixar film. Anyway, uh, The crude's A New Age was at four last week. It's still at number four, and it's up 2% following its 26% jump from the previous weekend. What can I say? There's nothing else for children to see. Mm. I found it crude. It really lives up to its name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I did like the film at number five, which was at number one the previous week, which has dropped 44%. This is Black Widow, but it does have a total of £16 million. And this, of course, is the Marvel film with Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow. Is that not a rather surprising
1: drop to go from, I mean, a movie like that, to go from number one down to number five?
0: It is, but bearing in mind we've had two big new entries, The Suicide Squad and Jungle Cruise, the school holidays. So mm. Space Jam is holding really well. And the crudes has gone up, which has sort of edged Black Widow mm. out. But mm. Black Widow does have 16 million in the bank, yes. which is good. Yes. But I'm sad to see it falling quite so precipitously, considering. I really enjoyed it. And as you know, I'm not a huge fan of Marvel films, but I did enjoy the the female element in this, the family element. And Florence Pugh, for me, stole the film. We've got a children's film, which I'm seeing this weekend for this very programme at number six, called Spirit Untamed, which is a spin-off from Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron from, gosh, 19 years ago, which I remember really loving with Matt Damon supplying a voice. This was a traditionally animated film. Spirit Untamed is computer animated from DreamWorks, and it's being described as the second segment of a new franchise following on from the Netflix TV series, Spirit Riding Free, which is a phenomenon that has passed me by. You look a bit confused.
1: No, no, I vaguely remember, I was just looking up, the earlier film. Again, I, I remember it being there. I can't remember if I saw it.
0: No, I really liked it. So, um, mm. high hopes for Spirit Untamed. I did see Old, which is at seven, which mm. was at number four, down 41%, the latest from M. Night Shyamalan, which your I, was review,
1: very... I was going to say, your review is a waste of good celluloid, but of course they're not on
0: celluloid anymore, are they? Uh, no. Um, some, well, no, no, I mean, they're not no, they're not shown on celluloid no. anymore. But some some films are still shot on film as opposed to digitally. Yes. Uh, very disappointing with uh, Gail guthier banal aging ridiculously quickly, and uh, with Rufus Sewell and Vicky Creeps at number eight. We've got the Forever Purge, which was at number five, down forty three percent. But again, it's a horror film, and we've seen it all before, and I didn't think it was very well executed. Quite like the idea, I just thought it was really poorly done. Number nine, we've got Fast and Furious 9, appropriately, which was at number six, down 47% for a total of 15.6 million quid. And Peter Rabbit 2, which was at number eight, fallen two places, a mild 15% drop with a 19.3 million quid total so far, which is amazing, really.
1: Mm. Well, that's um, interesting. Um, I'm just trying to think what I... I mean, I ought to go back to the cinema. I haven't been such a long time I'm trying to work out what I'd like to go and see. I guess it probably ought to be Black Widow. But you've got some reviews coming of the, the new films
0: in the charts, or some of them at any rate. So where do we begin? Well, obviously, I had to see the number one film, because that is my job. And as you know, I have become somewhat disenchanted with the recent the recent tsunami of yeah. superhero movies uh, until Black Widow came along. I just find that the, this is the 12th edition of the so-called DC Extended Universe. Yeah. And I find these films... I, mean, I really enjoyed Man of Iron with Henry Cavill as Superman. But the... After a while, it's bloated pomposity of these films, which really take themselves terribly seriously. I think Christopher Nolan could get away with it, with The Dark Knight, because he's such a wonderful filmmaker. But I just got very tired of these films. And as for the Marvel movies, I found them so convoluted and smug. And there was some wit, but it was pretty weak. So I was not really looking forward to The Suicide Squad, which there was a a Suicide
1: Squad, wasn't there? It was just
0: well, yeah, this is I mean, the connection okay. Suicide Squad was a film with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, okay, Mm, yeah, and a lot of supervillains who are out to save the world. This is the Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie as (laughs) Harley Quinn. and a gang of new supervillains. Now, the original, uh, I thought the best thing about it was, in fact, Margot Robbie, uh, who was deadly, zany, sexy, very funny. Uh, It was okay. It was quite fun. But so often with these films, it was a little confusing, to say the least, with (laughs) Will Smith. Now, he is replaced here by Idris Elba. So this is the 10th film in the DC Extended Universe. And I think, in spite of the confusion, I think it really deserves its definite article. Okay. This is the Suicide Squad. Not any old other Suicide Squad. (laughs) This is the Suicide Squad. And a whole new group of supervillains. And I think any film that starts with the words, Hi, I'm Johnny Cash, from his Folsom Prison Blues hit is unusual in itself. And I thought, this sounds interesting. And it's a sequence, this is pre-credit, a very long pre-credit sequence with Michael Rooker with shoulder length blonde hair in a cell all by himself, sort of flipping a ball back and forth over uh, against the wall. And he sees a beautiful little canary, I think it's a canary in the corner. And he's so good with, the ball that he manages to th- hit the ball against the wall and it bounces several times and kills the canary right this is pretty macabre humor and they're recruited by viola davis who is the head of the bell rev penitentiary and she is a ruthless character and she gets all these super villains and she finds a way to convince them on this mission impossible to topple an anti-American government of a small country off the coast of South America for her own nefarious ends. And these are extraordinary characters, including a weasel, which on on the way to the island drowns because nobody actually checked to see if the weasel, this is a man-sized weasel, if they could ever realise that the weasel could swim. I will say there is a bloodbath, which I would have probably given an 18 certificate. This is a 15. But this is very much gore for a laugh. And the violence is so innovative and inventive and creative that when people get gutted and pulped and dissected, it's done for laughs. Right. Right. And I think I laughed more at this film than any other film I have seen all year. Oh, right. I'm
1: trying to remember what the previous one was. There was one a few weeks ago you laughed at a great deal. I remember I could
0: lost in the mist. Probably of time Black now. Widow. Okay. Which I found very funny. There haven't been many great comedies this summer. Uh, this is all before the opening credit sequence. Now, the star of this all star film is James Gunn, who wrote. And directed it. But of course, he did Guardians of the Galaxy, which I loved. And he did Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I loved. And he's fast becoming one of my favorite directors. He understands his fan base. And it's like he's made this film for himself and the sickos that follow him, which I suppose must include me. So after the credit sequence, we are introduced to a new superhero. This is Idris Elba. Uh, as blood sport, he is a mercenary who put Superman, Superman in ICU, replacing Will Smith from Suicide Squad. He's now reduced to scraping bubblegum off the floors of the penitentiary, and he's not interested in helping Bala Davis until she threatens to put his daughter Tyler, played by Storm Reed, in the same prison which has the highest mortality rate of any facility in the U.S., So very reluctantly, he's now the new head of this extraordinary group of supervillains, including Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, who is, of course, wonderful. But whereas in Suicide Squad, she was the only reason for seeing the film and the best thing about Mm. it, everybody is wonderful in this. And she's just another marvellous cog in this very entertaining Wheel. Mm-hmm. For instance, we've got the jingoistic peacemaker played by John Cena, no less, the field leader Rick Flag played by Joel Kinneman, the Australian star, the mother-hating uh, polka-dot man played by David Dastmalchian, and the wonderful rat-loving narcoleptic Cleo Caso played by Daniela Melchior, mm. and a walking, talking, friendless shark in the Groot mold, voiced by none other than Sylvester Stallone. Good gracious.
1: So, in other words, you like it a great deal. So, presumably, anybody who liked The Guardians of the Galaxy is likely to
0: like this. Would that be fair? It's to, even better to say- than Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, my. I really love this film. And I've talked to people who've actually seen it at my local cinema, and they said, mm. oh, yes, it's great fun. Well, James, OK, uh, let's just pause for breath. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: You're listening to The Business of Film on Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose in conversation, as ever, with James Cameron Wilson. So the film of the week then, clearly, James, is The (laughs) Suicide Squad, uh, which people should rush out to see.
0: It's probably the most satisfying film I have seen this summer besides A Quiet Place Part Two. These are the ones that I came out walking on an air and being reminded what cinema is all about when it really hits the right mm. buttons. And of course, A Quiet Place Part Two is starring Emily Blunt, who is also the star of another new film I saw this week called Jungle Cruise, which um, shares a comparison with Pirates of the Caribbean, The Haunted Mansion, The Care Bears movie. Uh, I think there's another one all based on Disney theme park attractions, oh, which is a right. really yes. weird way of making movies. Of course, parts yes. of the but Caribbean. But they've worked quite well. Certainly Pirates of the Caribbean's made quite a bit of money. Hasn't well, they? I don't think the Haunted Mansion did that well. OK. And, and there was another one as well. But anyway, this is a new thing. And when I was watching this initially, I was thinking, how would Steven Spielberg have spiced up the material? I won't go into in any great length. I think Emily Blunt is fantastic. She's playing Mary Poppins in sort of a fortune hunter mode who goes to the Amazon to try and find this very special petal that can heal any sickness, apparently. She and Dwayne Johnson as a dodgy uh, cruise uh, rider, uh, he's got a cruise ride down the Amazon, are quite fun. But when it gets past the 100-minute mark, and supernatural elements are added into it all. I, I, I was just so tired by it. Jack Whitehall is quite funny as her brother, and it does go out of its way to be very politically correct. But again, it's very bloated. I, I think it's like a supernatural take of the African queen. <laughs> Okay. Uh, believe it or not. And Dwayne Johnson is playing Humphrey Bogart, and he, he's got the hidden bottles of yeah, beer. That is a okay. phrase I never thought I'd
1: hear, James.
0: Well, no, not beer, sorry, uh, spirits. Yeah, he's a hard-drinking Humphrey Bogart character. Dwayne Johnson's playing Humphrey Bogart. Oh, my He's goodness. He's bigger than Bogey, of course. Yes, Bogey was funny. I, I found it very tiresome by the end, I have to say, though. Oh. But you want to talk about the DVD of the week, I believe. Um, Yes, indeed. This is a film that I've already seen. I first reviewed Antebellum in April Mm. of this year when it was premiered in the UK on Sky Cinema. Now I am happy to say it is being released on DVD and Blu-ray this week, this very week. And the whole world can grab a copy for themselves. I I, I felt that it was kind of lost. On Sky, on Sky platform, as it's a very special, special, rich, provocative, beautiful, terrifying, powerful, original, confrontational, uncomfortable, smart, and multi-layered film. And seeing it again, I think it is even better. Anti-Bellum. It certainly boasts perhaps the most arresting opening five minutes of any film this year. One long, continuous take that via Steadicam segues from Gone with the Wind to 21 Years a Slave. And now, thanks to the superlative bonus material, which runs to over 75 minutes, I learnt to appreciate the film even more. Mm -hmm. For a start, and I think this would interest you, it was shot Well, A, it was shot on the actual plantation in Louisiana. Hmm. But for the sake of authenticity, the, uh, the director, Christopher Renz, and Gerard Bush wanted it to look like Gone with the Wind. And they got the actual lenses that were used to make Gone with the Wind. Wow. The very same lenses that were in the very same cameras. Which is quite something, which I think they got from a museum or something, because they wanted it to have the right look. Yes. The, yes. And the film was inspired by a dream or nightmare that Gerard Bush had. He woke up the next morning, told his partner, who is both his professional and personal partner, Christopher Wrenz, about this nightmare. And they sat down together and came up with a treatment by the following day. And the film is not only a true original, but It is beautifully shot. It is beautifully scored, superbly crafted and acted. And it has so much to say as well. I'm trying to tell what it's about. This is a horror film, am I right? It's sort of a horror film. It is certainly horrific. It's set on a plantation. Hmm. Uh, And it's starring Janelle Monet, the singer who we've seen from, gosh, she was in Moonlight, Hidden Figures, Harriet, this is, the, I believe, the first time she's actually had a leading role. She is terrific in it. And when I first saw it, I didn't know what it was about. Now that I've seen it again, I'm seeing a different film, but it delivers just as well. Um, because suddenly now I'm seeing all the telltale details in it. And as I say, it is a beautifully fil- made film. And I think Christopher Wrens and Gerard Bush are such amazingly accomplished smart clever out-of-the-box filmmakers that they are going to be the next cohen brothers oh and wow. i i think like any good film it improves with each viewing and the detail here is extraordinarily relevant and if you have the patience to seek it out for instance i love the idea how the american presidents are name checked from jefferson to kennedy and obama and that the co-director himself, an African-American, which is important, I think, has the surname of Bush. These are the little comic, but well not comic, but details sort of seeped out of the film mm. the second time I saw it. Um, and such is the film because it's not exactly what you're expecting. So when you see it a second time, you are seeing a totally different film. Uh, but it's also just as gripping, powerful and involving, maybe even more so because of what you're now bringing to it and I do want to mention the producer Sean McKittrick because he's a white producer who produced Get Out Black Klansman and Us and and Antibellum is very much in the same vein in that it presents an extraordinary story about racism but in a very in, in a very innovative mm. way and if anything, I think Antebellum is just as good as Black Klansman and Get Out. And When I saw it on Sky, I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Now that it's out on DVD and Blu-ray, I think people should rush out mm. and get it. Um,
1: yes, also, just had a look up, it's on, on Chile as well as Sky. And now it's also on um, Amazon, I think, to buy in Rakuten, um, just in case people aren't using DVDs uh any more or blu-ray james thank you very much indeed and again the genres are not quite horror what, what is the sort of dramatic horror I, I mean
0: i'm still not entirely it's, sure it's Just very okay <laughs> this is its big secret it is if you think of it as a form of do you well i suppose get out is a horror film but this is a set on a plantation a real plantation in louisiana it is horrifying but it's also very smart and clever yes Yes, much I'll, like Get Out.
1: Yes, I know Get Out is classed as a horror film, yet I don't like horror films, but I loved Get Out. It's, it's hard to explain And I think you love Antibellum. Okay, James, thank you very much indeed. Uh Antibellum's the third recommendation, clearly also recommending the Suicide Squad. Do make sure the definite article is there. James will be back with more business of film at the same time next
0: week. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley.